Hello and welcome back to a chapter, a new chapter on vision, technology, innovation and money. Uh, today I'm going to interview Mr. Howard Frankenstein, he's an advocate that's located in New York. Good afternoon from Tel Aviv. Good morning, uh, New York. Uh, good morning, Howard. How are you doing? Good morning, Renan. Good, good. good. Tell me, Howard, if you... As you may read about the podcast, we are talking about vision, technology, innovation, and money. And I realize that your story is, uh, in a nutshell, you're going to uh, provide the details, uh, details information, that uh, by the end of the day, you are working with startups over uh, in New York, in the U.S., in the U.S., etc. So tell me about, first of all, I would love to hear about you and what you're doing. And if we focus on the question, if you can summarize in a nutshell, what is the main difference between an Israeli startup, as you may know, to a U.S. startup that's located in the U.S.? Um, well, let me, get, let me give you my background. I've been Great. practicing for a very long time now, since 1980. And um, I've been in all kinds of contexts in, in terms of who I worked for. I worked for the government for a while, for the U.S. government for a while. I worked in many large firms, uh, medium-sized firms. And then about 15 years ago, I decided to stop working for other people and work for my clients. <clears throat> and and um, I started my own law offices, which now have um, two associates and who, who work very closely with me, even though we were all, all virtual. And um, we represent startups. Uh, all of our clients are startups in one form or another, some older than others and some younger than others, uh, but they all fit into the concept of startups. And uh, we work with, uh, we really, our favorite startups are the ones that come to us when they're basically just born. And, and we help them along the way to uh, do everything. And then, you know, one of the things that, you know, you can't see me, but I have a lot of gray hair. And, uh, and, and that's something that founders and, and the people who work at, our, at, at startups generally don't, don't have. And, you know, I think that provides a value that we have the experience, we have the breadth of knowledge. And I mean, I'm, not, I'm not passing my, myself off as a technology guy, but as a business guy, and I've seen businesses in all forms, you know, because we because I've done work for you know everybody from major banks to VCs to uh, small companies, and 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 uh, I've seen a lot of transactional work, and I've seen what people get and what people don't get, and you know we advise our clients in, in terms of where to go and what to do. And uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I th I think I've never had as much fun in my career as the last uh, ten years or so in in just representing startups. So if if you are representing startups, as you said, and you have a lot of experience, as we can hear, can you tell me, you know, when when a company when those associates, those people, those teams come to you and say, hey. How would we would like to establish a new startup company? They're doing whatever, you know, they have the vision, they have the technology, and maybe they have a little bit, you know, some money that they collect from the family, friends, etc. Can you tell me by 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 a hint? Hey, Roland, this is something special. This is a diamond. 
that's going to be, you know, you, you understand my point. I understand your point. It's an excellent point because, again, I am not an expert on technology. I like the, I, I like to hear about what the results they expect are going to be, but I don't know if they can achieve those goals. But you do see, I mean, the the the, the founders I, I like are hardworking, but also have this spark of ingenuity and something different about them, not, you know, uh, uh, something not they're not standard human beings they 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 have something going for them they like to do things in a different way and uh, follow their own paths and it's very important that that uh, founders do that you know so so yeah it, it's uh, but but again i i can't i can't evaluate whether these companies are going to change the world i could only evaluate whether the founders have the stuff to get it done Oh, this is a good point. You said a, a very important se sentence that you can evaluate if they have the staff to make it done. From my point of view, in order to be a valuable a startup or valuable company, you need to be, I, I call it a, the balanced triangle. It's meaning that we I have the technology, I have the team, and I have the market. So once those three points are balanced, we have a we have a triangle that can make make me happen, make make the company happen, provide a solution to a need. This is how I see things. From your perspective, from your experience, what you see? How you well, see it? You know, I, I again, I, I, I think team is essential. But there are some guys who, some people who, who are loners, and and they could make it as loners, at least to a certain point in time, they can make it as loners. The problem is that, you know, when a founder who's into the technology now has to think about not only fundraising and marketing, also, you know, HR problems and and things like that, and how to control their their employees. That's bad. So you really have to, along the as you go from, you know, solitary genius to <clears throat> a real company, you have to take along other baggage, and you have to have people to take care of work. And I'm saying, honestly, uh, you know, like the person who does HR should be working on their own to do the HR. Shouldn't be bothering the marketing team or the or the technology team. With their problems, let the HR handle the HR, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, you know, I find I find that the real differentiator in success these days seems to be marketing. You know, everybody could have an idea, and everybody could put together the technology. Oh. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people, a lot more people, could do that. But it's really getting it out to the market, and especially I'm not not only in a B two B B two C context, but in a B two B context as well. What you know, storytelling to tell the story that right? No, I'm talking about the hard marketing stuff. You know, getting on social media, getting cold calling, and and going to conferences and things like that. But having the know how to 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 success to to succeed at these things. You know, one wow. thing you can't do, and that, you know, I know that from practicing law, you can't just hang out your shingle or your virtual shingle anymore and get and expect people to come. 
you have to do a lot of hard work to to bring bring the bacon home. Well, yeah, but because we have a Jewish sentence that says, right. "God's help you help who is going to help himself." Right. So, so I I see your point, but can you tell from your experience what is the difference, the main difference between Israeli startup guys that you know a team that came come to you and say, "Howard." We have uh, we we established the company in Israel. We have the product. We would like to open the channel now in the U.S. market. Right. Can you tell? Okay, Ronan, this is no how you know because of the culture. So there's a difference between the Israeli culture. You know, we have the chutzpah, and then the the, the U.S. That's culture. What I was going to say. <laughs> You're going to say it. Yeah, the chutzpah. Yeah, everybody knows about it. Yeah. You don't need to translate it to English. The chutzpah, the Israeli chutzpah. Yeah. But, but you know, if, if I put it on the table, you know the difference? Or to say, hey, guys, this is not how, this is not the way that you need to walk or should walk in the US market. I think Israeli, I, I mean, again, it's hard to generalize. And, you know, whatever, it's a small sample size. No matter how large your sample, it's a small sample size. But, I think Israelis, by their nature, try tend to be very um, independent and think that they are that they really know the solutions and don't look as many, as much as American founders for other to other people for solutions. Uh, I mean, I've I've involved been involved with some Israeli companies that you know were, yeah you could call it bullheaded. Or you can call it, you know, it depends if you're successful. If you're not successful, you say that they were bullheaded. If you, if they are successful, you say they were geniuses and they wanted yeah. to make their own way. But either way, I mean, it's part of the part of the part of the territory that Israelis are, uh, um, you know, push push themselves and, and push push themselves. We jumped to the boat very quickly. Uh, can you tell me about a little bit about your form? What what you are doing in your form? Which kind of services you provide for so, Israel so, startup or what, what you know any startups in, in so nation? for all startups? I, I mean, our theme is we don't want to do you know an agreement here, an agreement there. We really want to represent the company as a whole and and be part of their team. And when I say part of their team, we have you know whether or not we're working on on anything at at a, on a given day we will have regular meetings with the team just to find out what's going on and we could add our comments it's you know it's it's a half hour every week or two just to touch base and understand what they're doing and how we could add our value we don't uh our model we don't uh we don't bill hourly billing i've i spent many many years billing hourly and i feel that it's uh not a very fair thing to the lawyers or to the clients um and and so we have a subscription model where we you know uh, to make a long process uh, short we really just evaluate what this company could afford to pay before it raises funds and we we sort of make an estimate of how long it'll take them to raise funds and we say fine we are yours for 6 12 18 months uh for a certain fee which will be lowball fee and at the end of that period or when you uh, raise your funds, then then we will expand expand our uh, our fees. But but meanwhile, during that period, you it's basically you know it's all you can eat. Whatever whatever you need from us, except specialized areas. We don't do patents. We don't do detailed tax law. 
but we do, you know, basically the things that uh, um, startups experience in terms of legal needs. We we talk about their HR, we talk about their formation, about and certainly about fundraising and and things like that because that's really our sweet spot. Fundraising. Your sweet your sweet spot is uh, fundraising. Very important yeah. now those yeah. days. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. after September, after October the seventh. Uh, right, right. Well, right. Actually, absolutely. It's not just October seventh. I mean, that's not the only dynamic here. No, of course. Uh, you yeah. know, the reality is dynamic, yeah. and all the time we have a challenge to raise funds. You know, the, know. The, the... everybody has. That's that's a challenge. That's the challenge. That and marketing are the big challenges. Raise and funds and marketing. Yeah, yeah. Good, good point. Yeah. And and you know, I mean, look, things are cyclical, and and you know, there's and again, technology is sort of pretty pretty good these days in terms of AI, in terms of blockchain, uh, very much sought after by investors right now. Uh, there are other things that are not as sought after. You know, a lot of a lot of B2C businesses are not doing well in terms of fundraising. Uh, but <clears throat> yeah, we happen to be fortunate enough to have most of our clients in, involved in uh, blockchain and the you know there are failures there too, but but there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of interest in blockchain right mm -hmm. now. Do, do, do you see? You know, by the end of the day, this uh, this chapter is talking about on vision, technology, innovation, and money. And if I'm taking the 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 last point of uh, of the headline, do you see? from October the 7th, any change of the wave that coming from Israel with the start as a startup nation, as startups come to your office and ask, hey, Howard, uh, we need uh, some assistance regarding you know, fundraising, etc. Or you want to leave it aside because what happened in in the press is it's what you read in the press, you know. It's it's good for for the fish for tomorrow, and and it's not it's not how how we, how things uh, uh, how, how it's going. Yeah, I mean, you I'm sure you know the answer to that better than better than I do, Ronan. But I mean, the fact is that it depends for the Israeli startups. A lot of them, a lot of it depends on how much of their personnel is available. Forget about capital. I mean, they have people who were who were in the army and who were, who were not just not able to work. And I understand that there's a lot of sharing of of talents there now among among uh, startups and and things like that. And and a lot of I, I understand some startups are looking outside of Israel to to for people to fund um, to, for people to fulfill certain functions. Uh, so you know, it's not it's not an easy time to be an Israeli startup. I'm sure uh right now but you know again i think the i think the the people who who have invested i think are sort of taking uh a laid-back attitude and saying that you know we understand that that you're in trouble that you have problems now and you know if we could fund you or if we could help you with personnel you know they do you know it, but you said it's all about marketing it's meaning that i'm not using any anymore i have trouble i have problem i have challenge that's it. That's uh, it. Let me let let me pass this challenge by your fund by by your funds, 
Well, you know, I mean, some, you know, I've had, I'll tell you, I've had challenges in terms of people doing fundraise, doing more fundraising than they needed because the money was, was there <clears throat> and giving away more equity than they should have. Uh, and, and people have realized that, you know, you know, when you offer, when you, you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be too involved, you know, just because your raise is going successfully doesn't mean that you should keep on going and, and, and building that, building that money because, you know, at an early stage, you're giving that money. It's very, very expensive money that you're giving away, you're giving yeah, that's right. expensive uh, equity that you're giving away. So, um, you know, that, I think that's something that's really, uh, you know, I, I try to advise my clients not to take in too much, you know, sort of go to wait till the next round and hold your breath for a few minutes and, and, uh, you know, go to a higher valuation basically. But it's a, it's a tricky, it's a, it's a tricky uh, spot because the money, you know, it's just, you just need to move your <laughs> hand in and get the money. But, you know, everybody, but everybody has to see that. I mean, people who, you know, I, the analogy is people who, who, uh, who um, mine for oil or for, or for, you know, other goods, you know, they, the oil comes out of the ground, but, you know, it's worth a lot less now than it may be worth, uh, you know, next month or next year. Yeah. So, yeah. You just have to be patient, and you know, obviously, you have to. You're right. You have to fund to your needs, but you shouldn't fund beyond your needs. Oh, it's a good, it's a good sentence. Very important one to understand what you really need, and not, you know, okay, I need it just to show it. And, right. Um, um, right. Can you can you share with us something that you, you know, after rethinking? After the, the thing was done, the, pro, the process was done, finished, and you put your head on the pillow at night, you said, hey, we can, I can have it in, in a better way. Oh, you know, what happened, happened. I try not to second guess myself or, get, or second guess my clients even because... You can do that forever. You really have to look to the future. And I really, I mean, I really try to present that vision to everybody I come in contact with, that you can't just go back to the past and say, I wish I had. You simply have to go to the future and say, you know, sure, you learn lessons, but you don't, you don't regret, no regrets. No regrets. Move forward. Yeah. I mean, it's good to regret on a personal level, but, but not on a business level. Oh, it's good what you said. This is very important to, for the... For the Israeli audience that we have here, that there is the personal life and there is the business life, and you yeah. knew you not mix it, mix it around. As, right. as I always said, it's nothing personal, my friend. It's just business. But it is personal. I mean, business is business is personal, and you find that all the time. That that you know, honestly, I mean, you you probably seen this as much as I have that. You know, a founder could be a genius, a founder could be a great organizer, but 
if he doesn't have a personality or she doesn't have another personality, it's not going to go anywhere. It's not but going to walk. It's not going to walk. So, yeah. it, it, yeah, and, and, and the personal relationships that you have to cultivate as a founder or a team member, any or a lawyer, it's really, it's really all about, it's really all about personality and, and it's about liking, you know, being likable to people and, and, uh, you know, and and having a having a character that stands out, those things are important. Very important. As a, as a, a for, for for a startup, it's very important. You know, personality, the team, and uh, etc. And you said you you indicate that one of the service that you are not providing is uh, is is IP. You know, patents etc. Yeah. Why and- not? Because well, the U.S. You, you have to be it's a specialty and and you have to be licensed as a specialty and there's a lot of scientific knowledge that goes into it, and there's also a lot of litigation which we don't do we don't do litigation either. Okay. So so patent work goes out to some to some very really really good specialists, and I mean I wish I had a patent lawyer working for me because there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunities. But uh, right now, you know, we 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 do without that. It's just uh, it's just too much. Good. Okay. So, it, but 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 it's good what you are uh, focus on, and uh, provide a solution for our audience. Yeah, we do do trademarks. We do you know copyright and stuff like that. But uh, mm-hmm. not patents. Not patents. Okay. Tell me because we if I summarize this uh, this chapter, you know, eighteen minutes, more or less. As I said, because by the end of the day, Israel is a very small country, and 18 minutes is the time that you take, you know, time that, that you, you drive from home to your walk, and vice versa. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not 18 minutes in a lot of places. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, but because we have a traffic problem here in Israel, but, you know, with God's help, we will find a solution for that with an electric car or I don't know what. But, you know, this is this is why we are uh, so special in uh, in the, in our uh, innovation yes. industry. <laughs> Tell me something, Howard. By by by, if if we summarize that, uh, how, how we can we how we can reach you? Uh, if you have a website, email, whatever, this is the time that you can share. Right, so we have a website. It's called hjflaw.com. Okay, and you can find uh, the find all the details the over email there. Email address is Howard at hjflaw.com. Good, good. And as I said to do all of my, uh, uh, in any chapter that I made in the last two years, uh, I'm asking the last question and the very surprising uh, question. Tell me something that uh, nobody knows about you up until now. No, I think everybody knows everything about me, but I'll tell you something that, that uh, I did way back before I did startups and that I did, I did a lot of asset securitizations and uh, we did an innovative deal where we uh, securitized uh, the music royalties of a group called Iron Maiden. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you have, a, you, have a footprint, you have a fingerprint on, on them. That's right. Well, that, that that deal, fortunately, that deal came out to be a really good deal for the band, and a really good deal for the investors, and uh, everybody everybody was happy. But I used to say that if the deal doesn't work out, this band the band's going to be playing in my bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> 
נאו, מר ארדר, מר איזה דבר מצווה. אהההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההה